When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold up. They're, they're completing. Just hold up for five minutes, guys. Uh, Zofar is just fixing the audio very, very quickly. We'll be there in about a minute more. Can you guys hear me, by the way? Yeah, yours is fine. Okay. Is the mic Testing wired? Now. Testing now. Yeah, now it should be fine. This wrong input was selected. There we go. All right. Let's go with the morning Afternoon, evening, again, Zoff. Right. Sorry about that. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Welcome to the Game Week 10 pod of the FPL Wire, powered by Dreamset Go. I'm your host, Zofa, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Late Riser. How are you doing, buddy? Ah, how am I doing? Is, is that a question you should be asking me right now? It, it's been a week, Zoff. It's been a week. I mean, uh, uh, just about this time last week, uh, my family was... Uh, I had tested positive for COVID. So it's been quite a tumultuous week with that. So finally, things started settling over the weekend. And I was looking forward to the football. 
had a good Saturday uh, with uh, Phil Foden and uh, Reese James bringing in the points. Kai Havertz as my captain didn't work. Was uh, sitting at uh, 70k on Sunday morning in a very positive mood, looking forward to the India-Pakistan game and the United-Liverpool game. Yeah, it's not that India lost and United lost. It was embarrassing for both teams. FPL went uh, to the dumps as well, where uh, Salah pushed me back from 70k back to 250k, put me in my place there. Uh, so yeah, uh, we try again, we go again, we learn the lesson, and I. Uh, First up, want to uh, commend you and Baker because there was a lot of discussion about the captaincy this week, and uh, I saw the pod that you guys did, and the pod was before Lukaku got injured, and both you and Baker spotted and spoke about exactly what happened in the game, where if at all United concede in the first five, ten minutes, there could be booze, there could be heads falling, and it would lead to a massacre, and that's exactly what happened. You and me have been talking throughout the week as well, and. Uh, I was on Salah captain until I saw that second half performance against Atlanta and uh, you know being a United fan as well you get caught up in the hoopla you think okay you know what Sosha has done well in the games uh, against tougher teams previously but uh, it's it's a bit of a call in hindsight where uh, you know I think it was like we were, you and me were just chatting before the pod as well and you were spot on when you said that there wasn't enough of a reason to go against Mo Salah in the captaincy and I've come around to that as well because when you're thinking about it in hindsight uh, Mo Salah always in the last three or four years is bringing in the short volume you spoke about it on the previous pod as well where United's defense is conceding shots left right and center and this is the best attack in the league at the moment we're not exactly defensively as stable as uh, we've been previously so I should have taken that into consideration as well. And outside of the short volume, you have Mo Salah in the prime of his life. Whereas efficiency and whereas finishing and whereas XG Delta is in a positive when he's feeling so good and he's uh, producing the goals that he, he did. So it was uh, very optimistic to bet against him in this form. Uh, so yeah, I think you learn from this. Yeah, I don't think Havertz, for example, a lot of people went for Havertz. I don't think he was a bad pick at all there. You, this, it's, it was a week of very high variance, I think. In terms of if you see Foden also, you could say one of his goals was a bit lucky. The way it hit Jesus. Mount also, the two goals he got at the end were game state goals after the red Correct. card. So, it was a bit of variance. I won't beat yourself too up, like too much about it at all. Yeah, I wouldn't beat myself uh, up either. It's just, uh, how do we become good FPL managers? We don't learn from these... Uh, uh, mistakes as well. I wish I wasn't stubborn of enough and caught in the hoopla. Uh, you and Baker I blame as well because we talk uh, a lot of FPL as well. You all should have just told me once, Pranil, are you sure you want to bet against Tala? Like I, I, it's the pod partner thing we do and I'm very vocal in our little chat that we have in terms of there's a move that I don't think you should make. I'm very vocal in the sense that no, don't do this. Uh, you know, Or at least think twice before doing this. I urge caution. I think that's something we can uh, you know, uh, inculcate in terms of stopping each other in extreme scenarios or at least making the other person think for another time or another second. Just uh, uh, that is, I'm not blaming you guys at all. We are all uh, uh, making our own decisions here. Uh, but I do, I'm just talking about how we can improve as FPL managers. And one thing I do want to talk about is I've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, with their heads down, deactivating accounts and really feeling the pinch of the variance uh, on Twitter as well. I think Gianni did a video about this as well. And uh, you know, football, at the moment, we are all facing real-life issues. I mean, I've dealt with a 
big real life week and we are all facing real life issues at the moment and football is supposed to be an escape and if you can't handle the variance in the escape like let's say you didn't captain mo salah just switch off like switch off from the game switch off from t- twitter because i think the root cause of this is also social media right zof can you Absolutely. hear me by the way i can hear you i'm sorry yeah. i'm just switching scenes to get the mic added the input to the other ones please continue otherwise you, i'm going to have yeah. to do it manually every time all right so yeah i think the social media is a root cause of this because what used to happen four or five years ago is uh, you and me used to compete in mini leagues and we saw the teams of maybe 10 15 20 25 people now with the little sudden splurge of youtube content as well as twitter where we are such a we're a part of such a massive community every game week even though you have a normal game week or a good game week it seems like it's not as good a game week because you're comparing yourself to so many fpl players and when you're comparing yourself to such a big pool of fpl players the joy sort of is always going to get sucked out of it if you feel like okay you know what i did well i'm above 100 managers but i didn't do as well as those 20 managers and that is something which is always going to stick and in a week where you're hurt by so much variance and everybody does well everybody's captain mosala this sort of hurts more so my advice to you guys would be if something like this happens and if you can't take it on the chin i'm not allowed to tell you how you're supposed to feel just log off just watch a good show indulge into another hobby even your escape needs an escape so i just i just thought i wanted to speak about that right at the top I mean, well spoken. I don't really have much more to add. Just to think, few people in the chat are asking, "Where's Bakar?" So apparently, they've declared a national holiday, not a national week of holidays in Pakistan after beating India. So Bakar has decided this whole week he's going to take off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, his uh, his his post on uh, Twitter, by the way, with him dancing again. Oh shit! Why didn't we put that? I think at least right, our YouTube. Yeah, we missed that. Our YouTube uh, listeners should at least be watching that. It, it brought a smile to my face. That's exactly how you react. But I'll say this: uh, if India had to lose a game in that World Cup uh, tournament, I think the first match is the best time to lose. Just yeah. that's where hopefully I am. Hopefully, they, they played well, deserve to win. Hopefully, we meet again in the final. Yes, yes. I, actually, I think it, it would be unsporting of us to not tell Bakar that his team absolutely outplayed us, didn't give us a sniff on the day, and the boys played well. Right. Well, yeah. The boys played well, indeed. Good way. Let's yeah. let's get into the crux of. Let's go to our sponsors first. Dreamset Go is a global portal for fans to gain access to sporting events around the world. Accommodation, flight tickets, hospitality, stadium visits—everything can be tailored exactly to your requirements. They also do celebrity experiences, which include master classes with your favorite sports celebrity, or something as simple as birthday shoutouts. You can find links to the products in the description below. They are also tying up with some top-notch Premier League clubs, which we will announce shortly. Uh, also, we are partners with Fantasy Football Scout. Congratulations to Fantasy Football Scout, by the way, for winning the best editorial at the FCAs. All the stats that you see on our podcast are from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. If you haven't signed up already, please click on the link in the description below and sign up. uh and uh, i wasn't there last week also because of family issues that i men- uh, mentioned earlier so i just wanted to say my personal thank you to all of you for voting and supporting us it only motivates us to bring better content upgrade the production value uh and uh, yeah we're here to stay and we're definitely 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 going to be better and here for you guys so thank you and we really really are appreciative and grateful for your support thank you once again right let's get into it right before before we get uh, 
into uh, things off i think there's one meta discussion that uh, i just want to touch upon before we get into the games and that's uh, the form that mosala is showing at the moment he's on what 100 fpl points already with uh, less than a almost a third less than a third of the season played he's on course to break his record at the moment and if uh, liverpool keep way, playing the way they do they're not facing a team named manchester city or chelsea for the next 10 game weeks and not that that even matters these days because he scored against both uh, chelsea and city as well if he's a perma captain and you know let's say if somebody has to tap against or bet against mosala first of all we need to see a slight dip in form for the player as well as a slight dip in form for the team which we don't see happening in the short term if that happens we'll talk about that when we get there uh, what do you think that uh, in what do you think and how does that influence in terms of how we build our team and what sort of squad structure should we have because i think you don't really need another big hitter in the team anymore you can now start thinking differently maybe about spreading the funds having a bigger squad uh, playing the fixtures with those mid priced assets or 10 million assets at max you don't i mean if you're debating between a harry kane and a jungmann son and both are posting similar statistics i think you save the 2 million because you're it's going to take a lot to captain a harry i know that harry kane is in our heads more captainable than a jungmann son but you're not going to worry about captaincy because the captaincy is going to be on mo salah more often than not if not every week so how do you think that influences how we uh, play the game forward I think now you have to spread your funds across I mean don't you have to you can afford to spread your funds across more than like your first 11 than we usually do because you also at the other hand you see rotation plain players like Chilwell and Foden they're delivering so it's going to help having the squad depth and we having injuries almost every week now to cope with it to cope with these injuries also the squad depth to help so I think that two things sort of work well together the fact that you don't really need too many other premiums now exactly and uh, i think we can start planning for that now because the def- uh, december fixture crunch is a month away so you have what four or five transfers before we get into the december fixture crunch so you can start building a white squad because that's when we are going to need a variety and a bigger squad at strength so i i don't think you go the whole yard but you can think about having a good fourth or fifth defender you can ha- think about having a 5 million or a 6 million eighth attacker given the current scenario at the moment like the week like today uh, this week we are seeing with so many injuries we don't know who's yeah. going to be go for and like let's say if you have bumo who we think is going to be injured he's going to miss only one week then he's going to be back for norwich next week you don't want transfers to spend getting these guys out in so squad depth depth just seems to be the way to go yeah and i think that's where you play the fixtures even with these mid price assets like son i think rashford is going to come into play three or four weeks later under a new manager as well so all of that is uh, going to be a factor one thing that i'm also thinking of otherwise is if you're not uh, upside chasing and taking hits for captains i think uh, you need to be very very careful before taking hits as well because normally my philosophy has been you take hits for a captain uh, uh, if you're not captaining that player it's you require an even stronger reasoning uh, to take a hit for a player so before uh, what happened yesterday i was very set on taking a hit to get jungmann son into my team but i'm thinking twice about it i can still take a hit it's just there needs to be a stronger reasoning for that now because captain season mo salah and everybody he's going to have 150% effective ownership every week at least for the next four or five game weeks i presume till he goes to afcon i think yeah agreed agreed 
Right, so let's get into the games. Anything to add? Let's start with Arsenal-Villa. And I think last week we didn't cover Arsenal. Our apologies to Arsenal fans. We had to speed through to get through. So let's dedicate a good amount of time to Arsenal this week. Just, 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 just before we move on, a good question from Definitely Maybe on the chat where he's saying that this kind of restructuring, if we want to reverse it, it takes a while to reverse it as well. Do you agree with that? I think it's one move. I think it's converting an eighth attacker into a bottom price as, uh, asset in that... Uh, team and then upgrading and spending the funds elsewhere. So, I well, don't think it requires massive restructuring. I'll, let's just give me an example, guys, from my team. For let's just, I know we are jumping topics, but let's just show that to you. So, you saw the wildcard draft I made last time. I presented with Chilwell and basically you, there was Duffy where Diaz is and there was Sun where Foden is. The rest of the team is exactly the same. That's essentially just one spot where you've upgraded and today if I wanted money to downgrade, I could just downgrade Diaz to like a Mankio or like, you know, 4.04, 4.04. 4.2 a Nuri, something like that. So it's not that hard to do. It's essentially just two moves. Exactly. Exactly. The point we're trying to make here is uh, we're okay thinking of spending on a big fourth or even a fifth defender or on a, a decent eighth attacker as well so that we can play the fixtures there because captaincy is for now taken out of the equation. Right. Yeah. Jump in, Arsenal. Right. Yes. Uh, if you want to go talk about that game? Yeah, I thought Smith Rowe had a great game. Very impressive and I know we were wondering whether he is nailed or not. He's definitely nailed in that team. After watching that game properly, 90 minutes, he offers so much to that team. So I, unique. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Oba now with uh, five returns in six games as well. So, it's just a 10 million striker. Somebody we should Maybe put on a watch list or if even let's say Vardy turns looks doesn't look like Vardy's going to be out. Let's say he's out for a while. I think he should be on your watch list at the moment because he's got a home game against Watford and Newcastle in the next four game weeks on penalties. I thought Arsenal absolutely dominated uh, Aston Villa. Uh, so just somebody to have on the watch list because the added factor of penalties is there. Even with the Lacazette coming into the team, the setup was Laka was playing as the hold-up guy as the 10 behind Oba. ESR was playing on the left and Saka was playing on the right. And uh, uh, Arteta mentioned that Lacazette is not yet fully matched, which is why he's getting subbed off 60-70. But it looks like uh, Oba is going to be playing furthest forward in that team as well. And that team is gelling now. Six matches unbeaten as well. They're showing some resilience. So, a decent punt. Fixtures, Leicester, Watford, Liverpool, Newcastle, United, Everton. You'd probably say the uh, Liverpool one, you probably one you'd say they won't score. All other games, you'd back them to score. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And it's those prime, uh, prime home fixtures as well. And now with these punts also, just talking back to the macro point, the risk isn't that huge at the moment because the captaincy is taken out of the equation. So you're talking about 1x points in all cases. Don't get tempted to captain on Oba if you're getting him right now, considering Mo Salah's form. So, I don't think even the risk is that huge at the moment. Correct. Yep. Because there's a dearth of forwards. If Vardy, we have seen, is injured now. Kane looked quite poor. We'll talk about that a bit later. So, you could do worse than Oba. Yep. I, and, I mean, the argument is that you have ESR and Saka who are offering insane value in that team anyway. So, uh, you don't. But if you have a spot left in that forward and right now, we don't. We're all, uh, I mean, I have 2.4 million in the bank. I think a lot of us have money in the bank and nowhere to spend at the moment. So why not go for these four or five game week periods where somebody is having 
a good run of fixtures and two prime home games against Watford and Newcastle is a part of that run of fixtures. So should be on the watch list. That's all. Agreed. And uh, talking about their opponents, uh, Aston Villa, I think uh, it's fair to say that Dean Smith's 3-5-2 experiment is done. Watkins and Ings is not working together at the moment. And uh, with uh, Leon Bailey being fit, I think he's going to revert uh, he played that formation in the last 30-35 minutes against Arsenal as well and it worked a lot better than three at the back as well so I think he's going to go back to playing four at the back and Leon Bailey should uh, Rafinha be injured for a while or should Bumo be injured for a while should be on the watch list because the fixtures for Villa they're not great but they're not bad either they're playing West Ham at home Southampton away Brighton at home and Crystal Palace away so they're a decent run of fixtures he's 6.4 million uh, what do you think about Leon Bailey? I'm hoping somebody in midfield comes up because like Bakar was saying last week, he doesn't know who to get for Ben Rama. We're going to have people asking us what to do for Saar. So we need that one budget guy in midfield to shake things up. And I think Bailey could be it. Yep, he's a good shot in my opinion. Uh, Watkins, Zings, I don't know what is going to happen. I think Watkins is still going to play uh, on the last line of the opposition's defense because he's the press monster in that team. So... Uh, that's something I want to talk. That's something I wanted to add. Any any worries about Ramsdale as your keeper? It's interesting because it was, I expected them to keep the clean sheet. At the it looked it was a really stupid goal to concede. They really didn't close the guy down. They sort of came put their took their foot off the gas after going yeah. three goals up. So made a good. He showed personality and his distribution. I was so impressed yeah. by the passes he was putting. So he's. I don't think he's going to lose his place. And like we saw, the fixtures aren't that bad. Give it at least another four or five weeks, then reassess. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, play him for that prime home games against Watford and Newcastle and see what happens is what I would do as well. And uh, just I just didn't like Arteta's sub, by the way, because ever since uh, Midland-Niles came on the pitch for uh, Lokonga, Arsenal kind of took their uh, foot off the pedal. I think there was enough steel and Lokonga, I thought, who had a great game against Villa as well. So I think that is the factor that changed. But uh, again, one of the factors that I want to reiterate is they're still playing once a week. No European football for them. So I think that's already we are seeing the fruition of that coming into play for Arsenal. And I think that's going to continue. Do you think ESR is a perma play or is he a first sub? Play the fixtures now. Because we can afford to... Yeah. We, we can afford to play the fixtures and we can afford to spread the funds a little, especially given the big pool of five and a half, six million options that we have in the midfield and the forward bracket currently. So play the fixtures with these guys. Yeah. The next fixture? Chelsea versus Norwich. Seven. Yes. Seven without no Kai Havertz involvement. I mean, first of all, let's just acknowledge that you are on the bad side of variance there. Don't get so disheartened about taking these puns. They happen. Uh, you probably deserve the beating from Mo Salah, but you didn't deserve a blank from Kai Havertz is where I am with a situation like this. And just, just can I have a little bit of a rant? I had Lukaku and Werner lined up exactly for this game. This is the game I was targeting. And... Uh, Kai also happened. So I put all my cards in this basket, but now let's uh, get into valuable content for our listeners. Uh, you are currently owning Reese James and uh, uh, who else do you own? That's it. That's it. So there's a spot and there's a Chelsea defender you're considering and a midfielder you're considering at the moment. Why don't you talk about your team? Right. So the one I was looking at the defense is Chilwell, possibly for Diaz, but I don't know when I'm going to necessarily make the transfer because I'm quite happy with Diaz's fixture this week. There's he plays Palace in the week after. I might look to make the transfer. There's Burnley. 
and these guys have united and i'm not going to go in on united on this pod i think there's no point on that so but the chelsea fixtures after that are slightly bit trickier for clean sheets you have leicester away united again so hard not to say anything then watford west ham leeds everton so the thing is now listening to planet fpl and james was talking about this whole switch now he has rudiger this is a question a lot of rudiger owners will be asking themselves should i switch to one of the wing backs and it's not a sideways move i hate that term that it's like you know if you may buy players from within the same team is a sideways move it's not and you're probably never going to find a transfer to do that but because the way injuries are coming up you're probably going to end up waiting 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 i think it's worth making the move i i think you don't even wait for burnley's off i think no, you make it because it's different for dias i think for rudiger especially like you know but dias i'm happy because ha- palace look terrible at set pieces i don't mind playing dias this week i understand that but palace can play a fair bit they're pretty good in uh, uh, attack i think they're a much better team than newcastle if you ask me and that was uh, that was a better team than chelsea and uh, they are a better team than chelsea but chilwell is an attacker at the moment he's uh, in my opinion a better defender from an fpl point of view uh, than reece james as well if you're picking between the two the one to go for at the moment first chilwell. is uh, ben chilwell because he's not even uh, you know reece james is holding the width and crossing and he got and he made that one run into the box from which he scored but chilwell is just hanging around the d every single time so uh, and newcastle are a team who conceded a ton of chances they conceded a ton of chances to uh, uh, crystal palace as well and uh, i remember olis crossing so much from that uh, right hand side and uh, every time that ball is come i mean i expect mount and uh, James to cross in a lot from the right hand side and sorry that's 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 not newcastle that's i missed, missed up the fixtures there but irrespective chilwell i think the time is now I, i don't rate newcastle at the moment i think you make that move the only threat is callum wilson and that also i'm not too worried about because graham jones spoke about uh, being a defense first team he said that they want to be a team tough to beat now so i'm fully expecting them to sit and park the bus against your lot i think you make the move now because he's an attacker and it, provided and given you don't have other uh, injury worries and... would you do it for hit i don't i'm not even averse doing that for hit cuz you don't look at it for this week you're looking at it it definitely pays off over 7 8 weeks then do it because i think so then do it then do it because and then if uh, you know ds scores a goal off a corner you take it on the chin yes, variance because yeah exactly you're you're putting the it's about putting the odds in your favor as well so do it because newcastle are going to concede a ton of chances that's where the play is that's all i don't remember they can, they're very heavy in one side which they concede chances we'll check in with that later i remember tom writing i don't remember which side that was but they're very yep. heavy conceding chances down one side yep yep and a uh, uh, player you have uh, your marked as your refinia re- replacement should he be out for a while uh, mason mount why don't you talk about him So I think Lukaku not being there actually benefited Mason Mount a little bit in this game. So what we were playing with Havertz and Lukaku we were playing a 3-4-1-2. Sort of where Correct. Mount was dropping a little bit deeper but this time he was in the front three. So I don't think he's obviously going to be banging hat-tricks because he's not going to be taking penalties. His penalty was pretty rubbish and we were lucky that we even got a retake for that. Jorginho is probably going to take them, Lukaku is probably going to take them but He took some set pieces on one side. Chilwell took them on the other side, and he was getting into the box a lot. And he brings something unique to the team. 
I truly think so. I think in terms of safety of uh, starts, he's pretty secure. Good value. What's not to like? Yep. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think the point I want to reinforce from what you said is manager expectations. He's not going to be as explosive as he was against Norwich. He's going to be somebody who's going to trickle along the way and uh, not give you problems in your team. And you make that transfer only when you really need to make a transfer in your team for somebody more explosive. That's it. Otherwise, it's a, going to be a very steady position. Don't expect hat-tricks and you're good to go. Right. So, yeah, buy and, the wing-backs, uh, buy Mount. I think they're all good buys. Aspie owners, probably hold because I think against Newcastle, he probably plays. Give him that game and probably switch around for around Burnley or Leicester. Yep, yep. Now, because the argument earlier with going for Aspie and Rudiger and the likes was that they are less prone to rotation. I don't see it as a factor anymore. I think all of them are equally prone to rotation than chase the upside with the wing-backs. I think Rudiger is probably the least. We were having this discussion with Andy earlier today. He says we can't really use the term nailed players anymore. What do we use? Yeah. So It's very clear that Rudiger is first choice in his position. Right. And it is the case with Aspie as well. But Chaloba, I think he's played, I think, four or five games this season and played very well. Yeah. And uh, I thought uh, Mr. Malangsar was very good against Brentford as well. And he's the one who's playing in Rudiger's position, right. right? On the left side. On that left side. So, so I think if at all, whenever, let's say, there's a big Champions League tie and an easy game uh, for Chelsea, I don't think Tuchel will shy away uh, from playing a Malangsar and resting Rudiger should he need rest. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you, what do you have to say to Kai owners like me? Hold him because I've Absolutely seen a lot of... Absolutely hold. You didn't buy him just for one fixture and it's very important to let understand what's gone is gone. Do not rage transfer him out. He's playing Newcastle. I mean, I think Benteke had three big chances against Newcastle, something like that. So, they concede plenty of chances down the middle. Correct. Correct. So, I just, I just want to reinforce that point. First of all, wait for the team sheets in the Carabao Cup in midweek because I think that is going to be an indicator in terms of what team we can expect at the weekend as well. And uh, yeah, hold Havertz. Don't uh, jump the gun there. See him out, play him for the next two games and then move on to another asset. At least give him the next game is what I'd say. Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester, United, Watford. There's no. I think Lukaku is probably going to be back after the IB. So you're going to get at least another two weeks of him OOP. Write that out. I, yeah, and we're going to get more information uh, on Werner and Lukaku midweek as well. So, take a call based on that. But give him Newcastle for sure. Right. We already got the Chelsea. Chelsea was, I think we played tomorrow day after. There's no press conference, but they released the press thing. They haven't given any update on okay, Werner, on or, Werner Lukaku, or, Lukaku. or Lukaku. So, we won't get anything further till we see actual team sheets, which they're not going to be on. So, there's no update yep. before Friday. Cool. Anything to say on Norwich? That's actually what I was going to say. If at any point in the season, you fancy a punt on Pucky, Puki for whatever reason, like, I mean, do you think they're going to get 10 points this season? That's the record I don't. for the lowest ever points tally. I don't even know why he's playing Sergeant over Todd Cantwell. I think something yeah, is Cantwell up is there. having some issues. Yeah, Cantwell is having, yeah, so, so, so that needs to sort. The reason, because I thought Norwich actually started the season pretty encouragingly. I thought uh, they gave a game even to Liverpool early on in the season and they played some good attacking football and that was because uh, it was uh, Puki surrounded by Cantwell and Rashika who are both quality players. Right now he's playing Sargent and he's playing Lee Smelu and... Uh, some other midfielder whose name I don't even remember. Rashika uh, and all these people. No, no, that's not working. I think he needs to start playing his quality players. And that's when we'll see an upturn in Norwich's fortune. Until then, I don't want to judge them. 
So he said post game also for, uh, the coach that the our season is not going to be defined at Chelsea the next 5 games will define our season. He's very right. particular about that and you can see why Leeds, Brentford, Southampton, Wolves, Newcastle they have to pick up at least 9 points from this to have any shot. Yeah but I, I just I mean don't look at them there's another newly promoted team with as good fixtures a much better team so you just go there if you're looking for yeah. budget value picks at the moment. Yeah and we'll talk more about them because their stats and numbers are very interesting. Yeah. We'll talk more yeah. about it. We get to them now. Palace, Newcastle. Yes, sir. Uh, I do want to talk about a certain Mr. Benteke, because uh, since uh, this is a stat that I read, let me pull it up very quickly. Uh, I was reading since his uh, position, he, since he got back into the team since game week eight, he's top amongst everybody in the league: midfielders, attackers, defenders for XG. so he's gaining a bit of confidence and the run of fixtures is pretty decent it's not too bad he's 6.3 million and they after city away which is a tough fixture they have wolves at home burnley away aston villa at home leeds away which is a good bracket of four fixtures i think uh, you could do worse with a punt in that position but after the city game obviously you see how the city game the only caution i'd like to urge there at the moment is that zaha had some sickness issues at the moment so what was happening in the previous game was benteke was up top and uh, Edward was playing left, uh, Gallagher was playing center and Olise was playing right in place of Ayu and uh, Jordan Ayu in the previous game. So I don't know what happens when Zaha comes back. So there's a slight worry and uh, Patrick Vieira in his post-match uh, press conference also mentioned that against teams that park the bus weapons like Benteke are going to be very useful. So is he going to take a horses for courses approach there? That's something I'm not sure about. So uh, it requires more research but I think uh, you could do worse with a punt in the striker position because the statistics are there with Benteke. He's getting chances and he's getting shots and he's looking a lot more confident. So yeah. Anything to add I, on Newcastle in terms of bounce? Yeah. I just I just want to say to Gallagher owners actually that if they could make make the switch to a Bumo or given Bumo's fit or something of that sort make the switch because I don't think he's as good an asset as anymore because what used to happen earlier is Gallagher used to make a lot of runs into the box but right now uh Palace are playing two forwards in the form of Edward and Benteke and it's their job to get into the box at every instance which is what Gallagher was doing earlier and uh Uh, Mili is playing as well, which has taken Gallagher off set pieces, which reduces a lot of his appeal as well. So, uh, I think he's a sell if you own him at the moment. Callum Wilson worth a shout as a cheap striker. Always worth a shout. When Wilson is fit, he's always worth a shout. He's he's got dicey fixtures, but I won't discourage anybody going against Callum Wilson because when he's on the pitch, he's getting goals. Goal no matter who, no matter who the opposition, he's he's getting goals. He He's always averaging one big chance a game. No matter what happens, he's getting one big chance a game. So I won't uh, tell anybody uh, to go against Callum Wilson, but I play the fixtures and I wouldn't go there because the fixtures aren't great at the moment. They've got Chelsea away, Chelsea at home, then they got uh, Brighton away, Brentford at home, Arsenal away. I think these are four tough defenses, so I wouldn't go there at the moment. Yeah, especially when the manager is saying we want to go for defense first approach. Not exactly what I want to hear. Exactly. Exactly. Next game. Uh, so somebody in the chat asked if they had they could go Edward. I think Edward is playing on the left at the moment, and I don't know what's going to happen when yeah. Zaha comes back in the team. So I, it's a good opportunity to watch what they do against City and then take a call in terms of which Palace player you want to punt on. Should yeah, you want to go there? Because he's he's not playing two up top. So I think with Benteke's form, even with Zaha back, Edward's going to be wide. So yeah. wait and watch. Yeah. 
but I and think I, I, I don't think Eze is too far away either. Uh, from the last few Patrick Vieira press conferences that I've read about, I don't think he's far away either. But Palace are interesting. I've realized that they can play. They're creating a ton of chances every game as well. So one of those mid-price teams that we overlook because I think we have a bit of Roy Hodgson uh, residue in our heads. I think we need to start shifting our perception in terms of how we view that team. Everton, Watford. Why don't you talk about this game? It was a train wreck of defensive performance, Mike. And I don't even think it was really... Ducure was a big miss, naturally, in terms of what he does box to box. But Michael Keane had a terrible game. Terrible. The yep. centre-backs were all over the place. No cohesion. And I was a little bit disappointed in Benitez's game management also. I think at 2-1, 2-2, he should have maybe brought another body on in midfield. But at the end, yep. but I think the last... After 2-3, the last two goals were pro- what we call game-state goals. And they were chasing exactly. the game. Exactly, exactly. I think Benitez was... Uh, I think he pointed this out in his press conference as well, where they didn't manage the game properly. Is something he said that they didn't do. And uh, But I wouldn't uh, read too much into this result. Obviously, they've uh, lost uh, Dukure, which is a big impact on that team. But I rate Benitez and I rate Rafa as a manager. And I fully expect him to sort that team out, be very, very pragmatic in the next game as well. So, uh, I wouldn't target Everton, so to say. It's a, it's an average fixture if you're playing against somebody. That's that's where my perception is yep. with Everton. It's a bit hard to read and I think he might go a bit more defensive away. That's what I've always seen mm-hmm. Benitez do. Right, right. Uh, anything you want to read out of uh, Josh King? The thing yeah. with Watford is they've got poor fixtures at fixtures, the moment. So. Fixtures. But yeah, so, but it, now we have exit options for the likes of Wang, Armstrong, stuff like that. That sub-6 million bracket just got a bit more interesting. You even have Broja. Yeah. Exactly. So when you're looking at forwards or midfielders, that 5.5 million bracket, 5 million bracket is flooded with options. So, But someone whose sports. stock has gone down definitely is Ismail Asa. Subbed off at 63 minutes and Dennis who came on in his position was very good. So I don't think he's going to be as influential in this Ranieri setup as he was previously. I don't. I do, I don't know. I think. Uh, I think he's still the best player in that team by a distance. So maybe initial coaching hiccups, but I don't see him being out of the team. I think eventually, once uh, Ranieri gets to stamp his authority onto the team and tactics and all of that, he'll find a way to get the best out of Sar. They look much better coached, and if you have Sar, give him the Southampton game. See how it goes yeah. in terms of his positioning, how many touches he gets into the He's box. going to play because I think Dennis is suspended, right? Yes. For the next game. Yes, Precisely. so he's going to play for sure. You're fully caught up. You told me you hadn't caught up on matches yet. I'm impressed. Uh, Good job. Yes, 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 yes. Pod prep needs to be done. Absolutely. Anything else? Yep. Oh, let me, I want to touch about one thing. Ben Foster. Now, next week, do we risk playing Foster over Ramsdale? Ramsdale, Leicester away, Foster, Southampton at home. It's interesting. It is interesting. And a certain Jamie Wadi, if he's fit, he loves playing against Arsenal. Absolutely loves playing against them. But uh, my perception of Arsenal has changed. I see them as a fairly strong team at the moment. And how much do you read into one uh, performance, what part performance against uh, an Everton team who are lacking their best two strikers and their, uh, and a very influential midfielder and an important defender? How, how much do you read into this performance? So that's where I'm a bit conflicted. What do I mean? This comes down to your read of Southampton's performance. How, how do you think Southampton did? And I think they were pretty good. They played well. I think we'll get to the numbers also. And let's just pull up the numbers right now. I'll just show you the numbers from last few weeks recently. XG non-penalty for the last four weeks 
Southampton are up there. Yeah, exactly. And Broja was good. He's running the channels non-stop. He's given that X factor to that team. He's giving me a lot of Pele vibes. Uh, this the ex Southampton striker as well in terms of him running, being a confident guy. And uh, I'm in fact considering getting him into my team at the moment. So I don't know. I think Southampton are a pretty good team. So I wouldn't be surprised if they score. I just think Arsenal are a better team defensively. Southampton are no marks either in defense, actually. So I wouldn't be against it. But at the moment, I'm for Ramsdale. I think so. Too. I think I'm on Ramsdale as well because I'm essentially thinking in my head I have only one keeper. Foster is yeah. just there because he's like at four point. If you have a playing goalkeeper, why not? So I think I'll still back Ramsdale. And Foster doesn't really make saves. I I don't really rate him as a keeper at the moment either, right? I mean, and and we've seen historically it's these games against middling oppositions where keepers clock big holes as well. Where uh, yeah, uh, you know Ramsdale can get two points if uh, Leicester score, but let's say they uh, manage to keep a clean sheet, you won't be surprised if uh, Leicester are you know, gifting five, six shots to Ramsdale and it could be an eight, nine, ten point haul. They actually happen in these games. So I think I'm leaning Ramsdale. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Arsenal will keep the clean sheet though. Leicester are playing well. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Even with Vardy, Dhaka, Ian Acho, I think we'll definitely breach that Arsenal defense. Yep. What but for... I don't think they'll score too many. No. Because Arsenal are a good team in defense now. Just one thinking, I think Ranieri is going all about buying dinner for his team if they keep clean sheets and all that stuff. You know it's going to be a priority for him. It's an interesting decision and I had to look at the odds also before. What? What? He said that? Ranieri said that? I don't know about this. You know, you know he bought pizza, right? For the Leicester guys when they kept the clean yeah, right. sheet. He's like, I won't just buy pizza. I'll take the, all of the guys to a dinner. We keep a clean sheet. That changes things. If they're prioritizing the clean sheet as the thing, I could be convinced. I need to do some reading. I'm immediately flipping because that's a piece of information I normally act on. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the last manager would have bought them dinner also, right? It's not <laughs> a, the dinner thing, but it's just something interesting because I don't think it's a bad shout. The fixture play is definitely that. But the clean sheet odds are still favoring Arsenal. I remember checking earlier, I think 7 to 8% in favor of Arsenal over Watford. Yep, yep. I don't know. I mean, go. I, I I think this comes down to go with your wives. I don't think there's a right answer. Then it's a keeper. Have some fun. I think it would be a difference of one point. One gets two, one gets four, something like that. Yep. Leeds. Leeds Wolves. Wolves. I, I want to talk about. Go on. I'm still in shock. No matter how many times I watched that size challenge that he was not sent off. It's horrible. How can you review that with VAR and not send him off? What is the point of VAR? VAR had quite a few shockers this week, I thought. Quite a few shockers. Uh, so uh, the lesser we speak about them, I think the better. So, but Leeds, I thought, were quite impressive in that game against Wolves, and this is without so many of their first team impressive players. Impressive only no after Gerhard came on. Before after that, Gerard actually, they were struggling because Rafinha didn't have any outball at all. Before that, it was sort of like a stale- stalemate sort of game. There wasn't much happening in that game. But yeah, uh, Gerald, impressive. The thing is, uh, his uh, life as an asset is going to be probably one, two, three weeks until he really shines. He's definitely going to play the next game because uh, uh, Bielsa mentioned that Bamford is out for the next game as well. Previously, he mentioned that he's out for two games. So uh, he's definitely going to get this game. And I've been reading about him. The rave, rave reviews. In Exciting of... player to watch. I'm looking forward to watching him, if not at least FPL-wise. Because next week against Norwich, it'll be fun. 
Yeah, I mean, because I'm in the market right now for a four and a half, five million striker. And yeah, the right thing to do is just get Broja so that you stick. But it's a bit of fun with Norwich targeting at the as well, right? So if you're going to contain me and just put make me put the armband on Mo Salah every week, uh, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's going to be only a one-week punt. I don't know what his... Uh, Life Correct. is going to be after. Okay, but like, it's not that bad if you, let's say, you want to downdoor, uh, downgrade an Adam Armstrong. I'm in that position. Yeah. And you want to yeah. shift, like, you know, maybe move the money to defense, move the money to midfield. Do that swap this week. and Use the funding next week. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, just just get uh, just get Broja, though. Because probably, uh, Gerard yeah, probably is Broja is better. too short. Uh, unless your team is, you know, set with all nailed-on players, which isn't possible at the moment with the likes of Phil Foden, etc. Uh, you know, Chelsea assets who aren't nailed. So, I think you just get a project. Completely agree. So, with Rafinha, just to give you guys an injury update, few in the chat are asking. He posted on Instagram that I should be back soon, but really there wasn't even a scan made at that point. So, don't trust player diagnosis. Wait for what Bielsa says on Friday. And just looking at the replays again and again i really don't think it's possible he's going to be back this weekend i think the chances are very slim but definitely wait for the friday press conferences on that not even friday press conferences i think we'll get a press conference tomorrow no they play play tomorrow the press conference would have been today they didn't issue any update i checked before no issue oh my god uh is rafinha moving in price i think you waited i think irrespective it's norwich you wait till you hear the press exactly imagine you sell him and then you hear he's available versus norwich that would be horrid that would be horrid. You just wait. Don't move on Rafinha until you hear from Bielsa. Would be my advice. Just don't look at the price change sites so that you're not tempted. Also, is what I would suggest. Uh, anything on the Wolves assets? Yeah. Jimenez Wang. and Wang. Let's talk about Wang. I think he, showed, he had one shot. Again, he just, I think he scored from every shot on target, or maybe three. Five from, goals from seven shots. Something like that, right? So yeah. it was a tavern, but they didn't really play very well. I think Wolves. There was a good article on the Athletic. The number of chances they're creating is actually going down. Every game week. Yeah, they're downward trending in terms of underlying statistics. They're upward trending in terms of finishing ability. It's going to be unsustainable, uh, is what we see. But I won't be surprised if Wolves' underlying numbers go up again as well because there's enough quality on the pitch in terms of the players they have. And Bruno Large isn't known to be a defensive coach. So uh, it's a don't sell for sure at the moment when it comes to your Wolves assets because the fixtures are still good for a while. They're one of the few teams with a good run of fixtures. You have Everton at home, Palace away, West Ham home, Norwich away, Burnley home. It's a good run of five fixtures. So definitely a hold with your Wolves assets at the moment. Absolutely. I think Wang is a play. You can play him next week as well against Everton. Yeah, yeah. Just play the fixtures with these guys at the moment. That's all. Defensively, they've not looked that good though. I'd be a bit worried about their defenders more so than their attackers. Yeah. I've seen a few people uh, bigging up uh, Ait Nuri as well. Yes, he was really, really attacking in this game, but just know that Marcel was injured. So we don't really know if he's going to hold his position in this team or not, uh, given Marcel's availability in the next couple of games. So wait before going there. Don't go there right now because we don't know if Marcel comes straight back into the team. Definitely. Anything else? Yeah. Or move on to Southampton. We'll move on to Southampton. Again, another goal for Broja. Who scored the other goal? Forgot. Livermento. Oh, of course. <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> yeah. He's the guy I want to talk about a lot. Go ahead. Go ahead. The new Lundstrom, they say. Yeah. I mean, uh, not even the new Lundstrom. He's just a really, really good player. In the last 
this this is this is stat that are it by the way in that game against burnley and i want to give a shout out to mr freeman who was the deputy editor who wrote a beautiful article he said that you definitely want to play uh, livermento against burnley because they concede so many chances from the right hand side and this that's exactly what they happened livermento was southampton's most attacking player in that game three shots and three chances created so i think you need to think about benching livermento again especially in the next two or three games i think okay fine it's fair to maybe bench him uh, against aston villa but i think twice before benching him against uh, him against watford and norwich cuz uh, he's just a really good asset at the moment i if i get somebody in it's a debate for me also benching him against but watford but we have so much so. money around right that's a problem right now I, we have diaz cancelo james trent yes. like who am i going to i'm, I'm going to bench any of these guys i'm going even going to play diaz away to united i'm not going to bench diaz that week and that my friends is price bias because you have a defender here where his team is showing good defensive statistics in attacking statistics three chances created three shots if you're looking at this for any defender who's 5 5.5 million you in your head you're going to think that yeah i'm going to play this player it's just that 4.3 million price tag or whatever he's priced at the moment which is making us think otherwise and we just need to adjust our value perception there uh, there is a burnley caveat though yeah There's the Burnley guy because, like we know, he's we discussed that he can see the chances down that side, right? So I do think he's good, but still, still not definitely worth playing over any of the premium defenders. I think if you can, not play. worth playing over Chilwell, uh, James, none of them at all. But it's just think hard before benching him because he's a very, very good asset in attack now. And I think you could be confident with him as first sub. I think that again, like you said, makes investing in the like of Chilwell more and more like tempting because you have the sub like Livramento to come yeah. in. Correct, correct. Conne, uh, let's talk about Maxwell Conne. I don't know how Burnley bought him. He's far too exciting a player to be born for Burnley. Just in all the years I've seen Dice teams, I've never seen a player like Conne in his eleven. Yeah, and he had what two or three good chances against City also. So it's not just just that he's doing this against the weaker teams. And every time you watch him, he uh, catches the eye test. So if Rafinha or Boomer are injured for a while, he should definitely be on your watch list at the moment. Fixtures are. not great i think they are a little misleading because you see like a heavy green when you see brentford at home and crystal palace at home in the next three but i think those those are two defensively good teams those are two good teams at the moment i think my perception of brentford has completely changed i think they are a very good defensive team so that's the only issue i have because i see brentford completely dominating that game against burnley i just think they are a better team at the moment they are but burnley they get results they are the results machine and this is just about the kind of time in the season around like game week 10 15 where they get their mojo back is this my perception in burnley has changed now i think they're a much better team in attack at the moment so i wouldn't be as confident of a clean sheet mm. against the burnley because they're getting the chances but i think they aren't as good a team defensively now in fact they are in the worst five uh, defenses in the league at the moment in my opinion so you target them with your attackers at the moment i don't i think that shift needs to happen given the current state of play with burnley right This is dial back yeah. to Southampton. Few in the chat are asking about Broja and Armstrong. Let's talk Broja yeah. first. I think he's comfortably first choice now. Correct, and he's not going to uh, go away until he drops a couple of poor performances. And I think generally, very meta. I was talking to our friend uh, FPL Nimi about this, where you know she has he has a very uh, high threshold for expected minutes and not going for nail players. And we were having this conversation. I thought I think it's a good conversation to bring up here. players who aren't going to bring in players uh who are nailed 
we are going to have very very few players who are going to nail it and i don't think this is going to change going forward in fpl as well because let's face this is the most commercial uh league in on the planet at the moment money is coming into all these teams squads are getting bigger even when it comes to these smaller teams squads are getting bigger we are seeing rotation even in not just the top 5 teams we are seeing rotation slight rotation even let's say in the top 10 12 teams those are the teams that we are going to consider from an fpl point of view so let's say if you are a player who has a very high threshold for expected minutes and going for only nail players i think that needs to change a little given the size of the squad that's going to increase for all the teams and that's what i think adam armstrong's omission comes down to rotation and competition correct like i think he's going to play on wednesday against chelsea Because Broja obviously is, uh, cannot play; he's out on loan. If he has a good performance, he could get back into the team on Saturday. And it is worth mentioning that Broja went off with an injury; Correct. his ankle was strapped. Ralph, uh, Ralph said that he expects him to be back on Saturday, but you have to wait for the press conferences on that. Very, very. I thought his performance was fabulous. Uh, not just the Burnley factor in terms of the runs he was making in the channels. I just thought he had a really good game. So, if he is fit, I don't see him getting dropped in that game. Uh, for a while, to be honest. Right for Armstrong owners, if you can give him another, we see what happens against Chelsea. How he does? Maybe if he scores against Chelsea, he has a good chance of coming back against Watford. But I would say maybe just give it the Watford fixture. Try to see another week if you have. But if you have to sell him, it's not a bad move to Tony this week. Not at all a bad move. I, I'm very very bullish on Ivan Tony, especially against Burnley this if week. If I had no other fires to put out, that's a move I would be making also. Yep, yep. Uh, just a stat on. Uh, Livermento in the last in five out of the last six games he's had either a an attacking return or a clean sheet consistent 4.3 million player Chelsea academy yeah. baby mm. good day for your academy good weekend for your academy i think lots of players producing the good caliber proja livermento just good chaloba loftus cheek don't get me started we could do another pod yeah. about it <laughs> yep. yep yep speaking of rotation prone players your boy Phil Foden. Phil Foden. I mean, happy we go there. Uh, he's if you don't uh, own him at the moment, he should be right up uh, your watch list more so than Mount. I think if you're picking between Mount and Foden, go Foden because I just think he's a better FPL asset in terms of uh, what he offers. Uh, he's just very very direct. If you noticed after he got his two goals in the second half, he I I was a little worried for him. because he was being very selfish in the last 20 30 minutes getting trying to get that hat trick goal where there were a few times where a few of his uh, uh, colleagues were open and he didn't pass to them and he was just taking shots from weird angles and I'm like no pep isn't going to like this don't do this phil uh, but uh, he's first choice at the moment and uh, that's all that you're going to get in terms of nailed onness uh, for a man city 8 player 8 million it's you getting eight, a, that's a perfect entry right you just can stick and forget you get an 8 million ticket into the lottery if he gets benched or even comes on he's not taking up 12 million of your budget like kdb right yep and even the underlying numbers are just so strong for phil foden eight shots so. this week Ex- yep yep uh, there's a player i do want to talk about as a rafina replacement who's going under the radar and i think that's bernardo silva uh, i was uh, watching the game very closely uh, against brighton and the previous game as well and he's always in and around the box uh for manchester city now we do know that manchester city are the best attack if not definitely top 3 attack in the league at the moment i think he's nailed at the moment because i think he's been city's best player uh so far and another meta factor that i want to bring into play here is i think 
given how good liverpool city and chelsea are i don't think the three managers of these clubs can afford to deviate too much from their first choice team because i think the three of you all are pushing each other and i think you require a 90 point plus season to win the league this year so i don't i don't think you can afford to breathe easy too much at all so i don't think there'll be too many cases where pep isn't going to be playing nine out of his 11 first choice players i don't think there's going to be a case where tuchel is going to be playing more than less than nine out of his 11 best players so i think that's a factor to consider as well where we can if we're convinced about a player being first choice let's use that term now i think you can go there and in isolation at 7 million i think bernardo silva is a good pick the thing with bernardo we've seen it in the past he's always played well but not just really been fpl wise good in terms of delivering returns what 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 what's turned my head is 90 minutes in the last four games i think he's first choice i can't see he's pep first dropping he's first choice i 100% agree but my only question is is he direct enough four returns so far and i it's just uh, i had a tunnel vision for bernardo silva in the previous game and I don't know if the statistics show this or not, but it's something I do when watching the games is whenever there's a cross, Bernardo's job, like how it was Gundogan's last season, was to be in and around the box when something like this is happening. Uh, so, and even just talking about that assist to Gundogan's goal, so sharp at the moment as well. And I think he could have had more returns in that previous game. I can maybe recall two or three instances in that Brighton game as well where Bernardo could have had an assist or a goal. I urge you to watch back the highlights. I just think in isolation, going flying very under the radar, good pick. I think there are better assets from City in general in defence and attack than Bernardo. That's a problem. If we could get more than three City players... Maybe. I think in attack, the only better asset at the moment is Gabby J. I don't think you spend the money on uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne at the Not moment. Not Kevin De Bruyne. could argue a case for Grealish. But like you said, uh, Jesus is a great option because especially like we were talking about, that third forward spot is sort of up for grabs now. Yep, yep. Somebody in the chat is asking, what about Gundogan? We don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know if Gundogan is first choice at the moment. I think it will take a lot for Pep to drop Bernardo from his team at the moment. So it's just a shout from my end. Yep, not, wouldn't uh, go there. But Foden, yeah. I think if you don't have Foden, get him. What is your call on that? For sure, I mean. No, I've been... Right, uh, no need to ask the wrong person. So obviously... Yeah, Foden. I mean, if I was convinced enough to buy Foden, that shows you what it, it all needs to say, right? Because I've never been an advocate of jumping onto Petrolet. But the fact... I think Torres' injury is really what swung me. The fact that you could Foden can play in that position. And it's interesting because he wasn't dropping as deep. He wasn't playing yeah. what they call false nine. He was playing very yeah. much as a nine. Yeah. Up top. It, yeah, and on Saturday, I think he was top of the charts for uh, goal attempts, shots in the box, and shots on target amongst all players. And I looked at the stats on Saturday. So, underlying numbers are great as well. Just get him. And uh, do you agree? He's uh, above Mount in the pecking order at the definitely. moment? Definitely. Definitely. Yep. I'd always uh, back City to score more goals. Yep. Yep. I think uh, Bernardo is a good shot. I reiterate that. I think he's a good shot. Flying under the radar. Uh, Brighton. Anything to talk about Brighton? A lot of people who are complaining about Sanchez getting bonus. He recorded the most completed passes of a keeper since the history that they started recording these stats since Sopta recording. Yeah. Wow. This distribution was brilliant. Also, just a game of two, half, two halves, which City switched off in that second half. It was half. so annoying. Edison just coming out for that. The, he was going out. And Mepu was almost going out. And I think Edison literally at that point was, I'm bored. I want to save a penalty or do something in this game. Just out of sheer boredom, he made that challenge. And the funny part is, Brighton, after they scored the goal, they're like, oh, okay, fine. 
we made our impact on the game we gave the fans something to cheer about now we can just go to sleep but this is something because i own neil mope in the previous game as well right against norwich i was norwich chasing with mope on my wild card this is what brighton tend to do they're lacking a striker i don't know why they did not buy a striker in the summer because they create a ton of chances they just don't have a finisher in that team they they're just very, they're very astute with where they spend their money so if they don't see yeah. someone worth buying auto trust the system yep yep what do you have to say to duffy owners i'm a duffy owner i, I think it's a horses for courses approach i think so yeah cuz like you were telling on the phone duffy turns slower than the titanic you can't yeah. have that sort of player against manchester city cuz every it's all about the quick transitions stopping those counter attacks yeah. so i think it was purely a tactical move i just think the the uh things are lining up for mr x lively to be in the picture again cuz he had he a pretty good, good cameo yeah he was good yeah, he had a good cameo against uh, city and the fixtures after liverpool away are really really good newcastle at home villa away leeds at home west ham away southampton away i'm going to get sucked in to lamty cuz i have duffy and if it's not going to seem nailed then you have lamty the wing back i think he's a good punt once he starts a couple of games so uh just wait for that fitness i think it's just something to monitor definitely worth watching i think it will affect weltman more so than the other yep. center backs agree i think it's eventually I, i if you ask me what my perception of first choice brighton defense is going to be i have it down as lamty uh, duffy dunk webster and tukurella uh, i what think up? that's for me the first choice brighton i think defense. so too yep brentford lester uh brentford leicester i thought uh, i was an ivan tony owner watching that game and i felt hard done by after the first half because i thought ivan tony should have easily had a goal i didn't think he was uh, offside for he that goal as well rico henry was yeah but did you see match of the day after that they cited uh, the lines for tony's shot as offside and i i thought it was weird because no, the commentator here he said yeah, rico tony was definitely not offside I'm... exactly but they showed that like when match of the day showing what war did they showed tony leaning back and i thought the lines were completely misleading so that's why i'm saying war had a bit of a shocker but tony could have had a lot more in that first half as well uh playing the ball to bumo who missed a good chance bumo's finishing is frustrating at the moment but uh, you keep him because chance creation is important and then there was a great ball where he headed straight to schmeichel so i thought he could have a lot it's what i predicted in games coming now for brentford i think tony is going to be more involved as an attacker but, uh, and, his, and the numbers are funny right let's have a just quick look at brentford's team numbers the brentford's team numbers are very good last four games 7.3 for non penalty yeah. xg but then you look at individual player numbers for non penalty xg tony isn't in the top 20 yeah. he's at 1.76 he's not even on this list but i'll tell you what i noticed this because i got an ivan tony last week and i think that's happened stance because uh, when i'm confused about bringing in a player a practice i have is i watched the highlights of the last 3 games of that team and tony was in and around the box for every cross mm. that was coming in for brentford and they do cross a lot he's in and around the box for every uh, over at throw ball that they're doing he's in and around the box he's when they're on the counter he's the one releasing the ball as well so i see a lot of routes to points for ivan tony including pens for a 6.4 million asset i think is value i think don't get dissuaded by the numbers in this case uh, he's going to be a great pick for the next few get him in if you're looking you. for a new striker and you have 6.5 million to spare he's number one on my list absolutely if not for i'm not that convinced with the burnley because burnley one thing they're good at is in the air correct 
But for the Norwich fixture, after that, I think they play oh. Norwich, Newcastle and stuff back-to-back. Absolutely, just get him in. One player yeah. I want to talk about and I've been so impressed with him, I'll even go on record to say he's been the best Belgian in the league this season, Yuri Tielemans. Fantastic performance. They covered it again on Match of the Day. His goal was brilliant and even the goal that they scored, the second one, he was the one who released Dhaka, who squared yeah. it to Madison. He is by far Leicester's most important player right now, not Vardy. And he's generally good enough. I think he could be playing for a Real Madrid. Well, anyone can play today for Real Madrid, Barcelona, the state they're in. But he could play for even the top three guys. I think it's his last season at Leicester this year. Yeah. I think others will come knocking for him. For sure. For On sure. another level, he's, he's just taken his... I've been so impressed with him. Yeah. Just if somebody wants to invest in a Leicester attacker, maybe I'd wait for two or three gimmicks because I think the fixtures are good, not great. Uh, that's the reason... I mean, I was considering Wadi, but that's the reason because my perception of Brentford is it's a very strong defensive team, which is what we saw in the game as well. Let's just admit that I don't think... Uh, Leicester deserved to win that game. I think a draw would have been a fairer result. And even a Brentford win would have been a fairer result. Uh, is there a case for saying that Brentford do a lot but don't have good finishers? I don't buy that because Ivan Tony is a good finisher. But the He's chances are not of... falling to Tony. That's the, the problem. Chance the chances are falling to everybody other than Tony or Norgard, your Bumo, yeah. etc. I think that's going to change in the fixtures coming now. That's all. Uh, but uh, if at all... Uh, you're in the market for a cheap defender or a cheap keeper at the moment. Go for Raya, go for Rico at the moment. I think good, good. Rico really... was much more attacking. I was very impressed by the positions Rico was getting in that game. Much more attacking than in previous matches. I think there's been a lot of talk about Pinnock, Janssen and all that stuff. But I think Henry is the one to go for in defence there. Yep, and especially because I expect Brentford to dominate possession in the games that are coming now. So, I think Raya or Rico only good shouts and... Uh, Wait for Bumo's uh, news. Don't get frustrated by all those misses. He's definite value best in that price bracket if he's fit at the moment. So you have to wait for injury news on that. Even front. if he's out for a short while, I just bench him and find somebody else to play and keep him for the run after because yeah. the fixtures are good for a while. You have Burnley away, Norwich home, Newcastle away, Everton home, Spurs away, Leeds away, Watford home. So until game week 16, it's a great run of fixtures nailed on assets. So Again, don't worry about Tony. I would still say it depends on injury, the length of absence. We, do, we assume it's a minor injury, but if he's going to be out for three, four weeks, I don't think I'm keeping it. No, I'm saying if he's one game week. Exactly, one, game, one week, game week, hold on. We don't know anything yet what the deal is with that. Speaking of injuries, Vardy subbed at halftime. And Roger said he, he felt the injury in the warm-up. Why did he start him then? I would have got Livramento's point off the bench. He just kept not started if that. It was quite annoying to see that. But so the, happy. I'm so happy to see that. Not the Vardy injury, just him starting at least, because it would have annoyed me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were on tilt. A lot of people were on tilt this weekend anyway. This would have pushed some some over the edge. 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if you didn't have a sub already and people who got in Vardy, right? But the news is that the injury might not be as bad. And keep in mind that it is the first game on the Saturday next week. So, and the, we have a Saturday deadline, so we might get some team news, you might get Vardy arrive with the squad, etc, etc. So, hold on. Don't wait sell Vardy out yet. Okay, apparently there are rumours already, by the way, in the chat that Ole is... Uh, been sacked. Sacked. I mean, there are rumours at the moment, nothing official yet. Uh, but, uh, given the news that's coming out, the wheels are in motion. Yep. I mean, in, I, I, in, I the, in the United group chats that I've been a part of, I mean, all we've been discussing today is Conte or Zizou or Potter or Hentang. And that, those are the discussions we've been having. But I do want to acknowledge uh, 
you know and give respect to our manager in terms of i think uh, he did his job perfectly which is what was asked of him which is changed the absolute negativity that existed at our club there was we were going and spiraling downwards very very quickly uh when morinho was in charge and when he was just axed and uh, the club could have fallen far greater than it is currently has we did have a second finish and uh, as united fan i thank him for bringing us to his place i think this is his threshold uh and this was his limit as united manager and now the change is needed but you can't discount the work he's done in terms of getting us correct and if you guys haven't watched it already i'd recommend going to the sky sports youtube channel watch all the discussion from neville sunes and carriger in the studio yesterday i found it quite fascinating in terms of neville just hanging on he's refusing to say anything bad about solshire still completely just just quite disappointed to see neville so helpless almost you yep, you yep. could tell he wasn't really saying what he wanted to say just holding yep, yep. back he was holding back friend and he even tweeted today uh, i think saying something similar i get criticized etc cetera, etc cetera. anyway i think it's definitely time to go for ole and uh, there are a couple of elite managers in the market there for the taking so i hope we go there it'll be interesting to see cuz the fixtures are still tough we'll have even if a manager does come in we have some time to see the new manager bounce yeah we have it's it's just uh, the fixtures aren't as bad now you know you have spurs away and city at home after that it's a bunch of manageable fixtures except for the chelsea away tie obviously but like it's two or three games before the really good fixtures start so you give a manager two or three uh, games against the tough opposition so that he at least uh, has the chance to embed his philosophy before the good run of fixtures where we need to accrue points the next home game is against city yeah I don't think you want Solskjaer in charge. There, you want the new guy that is to give the crowd a bit of a lift. I mean, what I've been reading also is it's just not Solskjaer. So, because that's the reason why I didn't captain Mo Salah, right? Because when you look at our performances last season, we were good off the ball. We knew as a team how to hold shape off the ball and uh, contain chances. And so what I've been reading as well, there's a little bit of a what's the problem is that uh, Carrick and Makina are our first team coaches. at the moment and they have been talking about uh, and even training this 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 is what i've read training in a 352 etc in a more defensive setup because we don't have a defensive midfielder and the decision that's eventually coming in terms of what formation we're going to play is uh, under ole and feelin and there's a little bit of a disconnect in terms of what they're getting coached to do on the field and what is actually happening on the pitch and that's clearly showing in the way we are playing in terms of this disconnect i don't think this disconnect existed last season because we were good we knew how to hold shape at least now i mean look at that goal we conceded in the 6th minute it was only show against four liverpool attackers in a big game i mean that's atrocious right you don't do something like that in a big game what we saw against liverpool was probably the worst possible thing in terms of you know and and uh, kudos to paul scoles who called this out after the champions league game as well where he said that if united is playing I wish I saw that interview from Scholes as well before deciding the captaincy this week as well because he said that if United are going to play this way against Liverpool they're going to be four nil down right. in the first half so exactly not just Paul Scholes I mean you called exactly this as well so uh, kudos to you and Baker as well I thought Baker by the way was fabulous uh, on the previous part and Bakker as well I thought I'd mention that anyway let's move forward if you're going to talk about United I'll keep going on so right. what we change I let's talk about West Ham Spurs 
I thought West Ham got the game spot on the first half was pretty even. Spurs had a few chances, but there's an interesting interview from Declan Rice post game. He said at the start of the game, the game plan was we were going to press them high, get in their faces, but they played very well. They got players up in midfield areas and we couldn't press. So all we yeah. decided that we are going to sit back and decide not to concede. Yeah. So, and that's a maturity. Are, that's a maturity yeah. that's coming around in that team to adapt in game to that. It's very impressive. Moyes is a good coach. It's a well-coached team at the moment. That's all there is to it. That's and Old well Trafford return beckons? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get one in. I had to get one yeah. in. <laughs> I... I, I I mean, no, that's definitely, and go for it. I mean, I think the pain was there yesterday. I think after a sleep, a good night's sleep, you gain some perspective and are able to deal with those emotions. If we if we had a pod yesterday, those emotions would have been very, very raw, right? So I think once you have a good night's sleep, you gain perspective. The wheels are in motion already with us getting a new manager. So, yeah. Both in West Ham, we'll talk about West Ham. There's only really Antonio to talk about, but let's talk about Spurs a little yeah. bit. Because they have the good fixtures coming up. Let's have a look at their ticker once again. I think you have, they have United. You might have a new manager. We don't know yet. As the chat just yeah. confirmed, these are just rumors. Spurs, then sit. Yeah. Then what, where, else, where are Spurs on this ticker? So I, I have the ticker. They have United at home, oh, Everton away, top, Leeds yeah. at home, Burnley away, Brentford at home, Norwich home, Brighton away. Good enough fixtures for Spurs. And... Uh, I mean, the player, I was confused. I mean, we were talking about transfers this game weekend. Between Kai, there was only one player who was tempting me more than Kai because of the fixtures I went Kai, was Jungmin Son. And despite looking at this performance against West Ham, who decided to sit back, I'm not dissuaded away from Jungmin Son. Even if Tottenham's non-penalty XG this season so far amongst everybody in the league is 19th, with Jungmin Son, you play the run of fixtures because against these, these teams, he's going to get chances and he doesn't need too many chances because he's Son. So very a lot of central, people, very central very, last game. Yep, Baker did mention to us after the game that there was a little bit of a relationship off uh, between Kane and Son, and there's a little bit of a, I'm the biggest man out here, but I think they'll sort it out. I think that's happening when you're losing. Players. When you're winning, everyone's smiling, everyone's cohesive, but as soon as you start losing and not playing well, that's when the toys come out of the prime. It's only natural. One of them needs yeah. to score an assist, and they'll be back for some buddies exactly. again. That, that would be my advice to everybody at the moment, where in two weeks' time, you will want Jung Min Son. Uh, just make sure you have a plan for him. Because right. what I'm looking at, like for a couple of transfers I'm looking at this week, if I have Vardy and Rafinha out, but I'm probably yeah. going to, I'm not going to probably get Mount then. I'll just do Vardy out to Tony and Rafinha over to Son. I'll bring that transfer forward a couple of weeks. Exactly. That's that's one of the reasons why I like Kai as a move as well because the Son out was there after two or three game weeks where the fixtures uh, were set up beautifully as well. So, yeah, have a plan for Jungmin Son. Definitely have a plan for Jungmin Son. These are the kind of games in which uh, he does really well. I don't know about Kane. Kane is a good move and you don't have money to spare elsewhere. Get him because the run of fixtures is there. I'm not against him. But again, we are. it's going to take us a lot to captain anybody but Mo Salah, right? So, if you're not captaining, uh, I think the two million money comes into play should you need it that's where i am yeah i think sun is the better asset than kane but kane will also get goals you're not saying he's a bad asset don't panic if you have kane still you definitely uh, hold him ben rama ben rama is a sell i think because like we were talking about antonio is just a beast antonio is a 10 million player he's not when he's going to be playing for west ham i don't think he's, he's extremely underpriced i know you were yeah. talking about selling him but i think i'm going to hold him through the even the difficult run of fixtures I think unless a striker emerges, uh, I think you're going to hold. I think that's going to be the factor there. Like, I 
wouldn't be surprised if let's say Ianacho keeps his position for the next two or three games and he's showing some good form and you're like okay you know what i'm going to go for a second leicester striker who are going to go on a great run of fixtures 12 onwards their good run coincides with spurs good run as well right so at that time maybe you might get tempted so i think for you somebody like you to sell antonio i think it's going to take for a good player to emerge Much. and have exactly. a of- absolutely yeah so that can even afford Benham to bet antonio Weeks, a sell, despite him looking good with Foden Mount in the picture and Son coming soon, I think you sell Benrahma. Definitely. United Liverpool, do you want to talk about it more? I think we've covered it already in depth in the I think, discussion. I think so there's, a, there's a few things worth discussing, uh, in my opinion. I think Marcus Rashford is somebody we should look at in three game weeks' time as well. Uh, because the way we are playing, I don't actually, it's 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 uh, not right to talk about United because we don't know who the new manager, if a new manager comes, is going to prefer, etc. as well. But I think Rashford is, if Rashford remains the outlet on the counter at 9.5, 9.4 odd million, he's going to be an asset for that good enough fixtures. What do you make of uh, Mane getting subbed and not playing and Jota starting instead? Uh, Phil on our chat, who's a Liverpool fan on the constat, he's been calling for this for a while where he said that Mane has actually been scoring goals but not playing that well and Jota deserves to start over Mane and Klopp mentioned in his post-match interview as well where he said that Jota was in a good run of form he played really well uh, before his injury in the national break as well so he deserves to start might be horses for courses thing horses for courses thing so would you sell Jota if you own him it all depends again. See, the thing with Jota, Baker made this point last time, he's not a rotation-prone player in the sense that he's almost never going to get zero minutes. Yeah. Now, it's all about whether he might start one game, might come on and not do anything next game, he might start. You never know. So it all depends on what you expect. And I think there there are better options, personally. But yeah. the case can be made. Liverpool's attacking numbers are just so far ahead of everybody yeah. else. It's not a priority to sell. Yeah. I, I, I have him over... Uh, under Foden for sure. I mean, Foden number one. But uh, I, I'll stick my neck on the line. Until he's nailed, until we see him string together two or three stars together, if we see him starting three out of four games, I prefer Mount to him as well. I agree because I, I wouldn't buy Jota because you're getting proper starters. Jota's coming right. in for me during AFCON, but I don't think for oh, that, unless there are injuries to any of the other guys. Fair shot. Fair shot. Anything else to add here? Right, let's do the next segment. This might be the Captain. shortest segment ever. Should we Captain Salah? Yep, Captain Salah. All right, guys, we are done. <laughs> yeah, I think there's nothing else. Uh... No, I'm joking. Let's just have a look at some of the other fixtures. I mean, there's no point discussing a differential captain. It would seem like just a waste of time. Anything else stand out in terms of fixtures to target here specifically? Chelsea, Newcastle. Chelsea, but, Newcastle. Newcastle considered a ton of ma- chances. With the mount and the wing backs, I guess. And you have Mount Havertz Chilwell, already. Mount Chilwell, James. Three players to get, I think. So, I, Because I think Newcastle is a prime fixture. So I think you go there uh, if you're spending your transfers. I think City versus Crystal Palace is also a good fi- fixture, despite what Palace have shown so far. Yes. So if you're prioritizing transfers, I'd get a Chelsea or a City asset at the moment. These are the two games I would target. And I think the Carabao Cup will be useful to us in determining lineups to an extent as in if the players we're looking to buy are benched. If the likes mm-hmm. of Chilwell is benched, Foden is benched, you can be much more confident about buying them ahead of the weekend. I also like uh, Burnley-Brentford as a fixture for Brentford assets. Attacking assets. I like that fixture because Burnley haven't showed much defensively so far this season. And again, you know, you mentioned that they're against a crowd, home crowd, they have to go for a win. 
So I think they'll be fairly attacking as well, which might leave uh, That's some a fair gaps point. for Brentford. That's a fair point. And obviously the Norwich leads, but there's only Rafinha really to get from the attack there. Yeah. If your team is very, very solid, if you have 10, 11, 12 good nail players, Gerald is a one-week fling, but he's a one-week fling is all there is to it. Yeah. Wouldn't really yeah. go there. Yep. Do you want to do quick score predictions? We have some time or skip that. Let's do a Q&A, na? and then we can get oh, out of Let's just pan- talk about our teams then. Then we do yep. the Q and A. We'll do a longer Q and A. So, who's is this? This is me. Yeah, this is my yep. team. So I've got Ramsdale in goal, Cancelo, Diaz, Trent, and James in a back four. By the way, we didn't mention much upon James. It's worth mentioning that Keon did a whole segment on him on match of the day after the Chelsea Norwich match, and he's a player he picked out for plays. Yeah. So he had a very good game. He wasn't as much involved in an attacking sense as Chilwell, but very solid defensively. Agree. So agree. If on wildcard, I would I would definitely go double Chelsea over double City defense. I agree. For sure. The upside is so much higher. So much higher. So much higher. And uh, this midfield. Yeah, let's talk to the midfield and the rest of the guys. Midfield is Bumo, Foden, Salah, Rafinha. Up top, Wadi, Antonio. On the bench, Foster, Livramento, Armstrong, Brownhill. Three flags as it stands: Bumo, Wadi, and Rafinha. How much um, in the banks off? How much do I have in the bank? A significant amount, I think. 1.8 or something. What are you thinking? Rafinha to mount if Raf is out? Rafinha to mount if Raf is out. If Vardy is also out, then what I mentioned earlier using Sun. If there are no other problems, maybe roll a transfer or do Armstrong to Tony. Bring Armstrong Tony to Tony or I'd be tempted by Diaz to Chilwell for free. Yeah. Because yeah, that would be the yeah. player I played this week. Because right? even if I bring in Tony, I might even bench him. If all the other three guys are unflagged. Yeah. But I really don't think Rafinha is going to play. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So Mount is coming in more, most likely for more you. More likely than not. It all depends on Vardy. Yeah. I don't mind Mount as a pick because I, I remember we mentioned it at least 20 times on the pod last season as well. Remember that he's a proper glue guy. And uh, I think his role, role has changed under Tuchel. He even mentioned in his post-match interview where he said that I've been getting into goal-scoring positions and I've been getting close. So, it was sort of reverting to the mean for Mount where he got all his goals in one game. Yeah, he's tasted uh, blood so, now. Yeah, he's tasted blood now. Your team. Right. Uh, so, I, in as my keeper, I have Ramsdale. I'm thinking about Foster. Not ruling out, ruling him, playing him out like I did earlier. In defense, I have Trent, Cancelo, Reese James and Livermento. Uh, in midfield, I have Mo Salah, Captain, Havertz, Foden, Rafinha, and Bumo. And uh, up front, I have Ivan Tony. I have uh, Mope and Timo Werner on the bench at the moment. I'm waiting for Werner news confirmation because uh, it was mentioned that Lukaku's injury looked more serious than Werner's injury. So I, I could get lucky. Very small chance. But if not, I'm thinking of maybe getting a striker for uh, Werner. I have lots of cash in the bank. So... I can either do a Mope to a Broja and upgrade Rafinha to Son if uh, Rafinha is out for the weekend. I can even do a Duffy to a Chilwell straight and play Duffy uh, and play Chilwell this week against Newcastle, which I don't mind as a fixture as well. Because we're talking about broader fixtures. I'm, I'm, I'm currently having two and a half million in the bank, right? And I don't mind holding Mope because we spoke about Brighton's fixtures after the next game week. They have a good enough fixtures as well and broader for targeting the fixture. So I can do I a bit of that. I think they Newcastle too. right after this, no? Yeah, so I can do a bit of that as well. So it's going to be team use dependent. But my now, whatever I do, I'm keeping Son in mind in terms of planning for him in a couple of game weeks. Right, because I think if, I don't think Werner is going to play. Yeah, can almost be certain on that. So I think Rafinha and Werner are going to likely be out for you. 
Yep, and I have lots of money and nothing to do with it. So, but Chilwell tempts me because he's. I think it's a good fixture to play him in. We know you love your Chelsea players. <laughs> right. Anything else? We'll just do the Q and A. Right. Let's do the Q and A. We'll do it for about minutes. five or ten yeah. minutes. We yeah. already have one super chat from Gaurav. I'll just scroll back to it. Yeah. Wildcard help, please. Rhea or Sanchez? Number one, he's asking. I would probably say. Rhea? Yeah, I'd say Rhea as well. I Numbers. think Brentford are a good defensive team and I see more upside for saves with the Rhea. That's the main problem with Sanchez, right? The saves. Then pick two with Tony, Antonio and Huang. I think Tony, Antonio. Yep, Tony, Antonio. Then what to do with Duffy on wildcard? I wouldn't bring him on wildcard necessarily. You think so? It depends, I guess. Now, if you have three premium defenders as your fifth defender, Duffy uh-huh. isn't bad. No, I'd, uh, Ben White, right? I wouldn't bring him. Yeah, yeah. not Ben White. Just four point three Hunuri. Monitor Peter Potter's press conference for Lamptey updates. Ooh, yeah, that's a decent shot. Right. Uh, Mihir, uh, mod. Thanks for modding, Mihir. Uh, is asking start Bumo or Livermento this week? Bumo. Bumo. And he's mentioned in brackets he has Tony. Eggs and baskets is something we don't recommend here at the FPL wire. Mm. Plan to get Foden and Trent over the next few game weeks. Can only get one right now. Who to get? That is interesting. Trent? Yeah. Mm. Who, who do they play? Liverpool? Brighton. 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 Still get Trent. Still get Trent. Just one more super chat from Ryan. Would you still get Foden if it blocks you out of Sun? And is Havertz a hold? So Havertz we've covered definitely. He's he's a hold for at least the next two. Now he's basically asking Foden or Sun. Foden for now. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Ravan was asking if I'm getting Antonio at the moment. No, he's not in my thoughts. I'm playing the fixtures there. Yeah, you've taken the differentiation route that you have to kind of stick with it now, I guess. Yep. Kostov is asking best forward line on a what a wild card. Tony. Uh Tony. Antonio. And That's the third one is a tricky one, right? Roger. Roger, yeah. Take the money elsewhere. Yep. Tony, Antonio, and Roger. That's a good shot. Would you go premium with Vardy or Kane on wildcard right now? I wouldn't. I prefer Son to Kane at the moment. I guess yeah, if you're getting some, you definitely need. If I was in wildcard right now, I'd set up for that for, uh, Spurs fixture swing now. I wouldn't wait for a couple of weeks. So, whichever one fits your team structure better, Kane or Sun. But you can I think Sun is better. Like a, yeah. And given we don't really need that many big assets, I would have five midfielders for sure. I wouldn't have a 4.5 midfielder right now. And Broja is a good asset to have as an eighth attacker, as things mm-hmm. stand. Yeah. Ash- Ashwant is asking Is it worth taking Mane out for the next few games over Trent? Mane is, I don't know, Mane is a weird asset to own, right? I, he did, I mean, he did really well. He was in my thoughts because I was like, where are we going to spend the money? And Liverpool's the best attack in the league. And then he was benched randomly against United. So, uh, I don't know with Mane. I generally don't know because he can easily start in the next game and brace and you're not going to be surprised, right? But mm. you have to bite the bullet once, mm. I guess. He's also asking within the same thing. Would the, would you move Jimenez Aspi out for TA Bro Broja? I wouldn't yeah, do yeah. that this. Would you do that this week? Who are, who's Jimenez playing? Jimenez play Everton. 
and aspi uh. is going to play against newcastle i wouldn't necessarily do that for a hit yeah fair enough make one shift and then do the other later or do it for free just save the transfer this week fair because enough because i was i think to do aspi to trent he needs to do the jimenez to broja to raise cash so i just yeah. i just delay it for a week i wouldn't do it okay. i don't feel confident karan is asking yeah. no No worrying transfers in his team this week. Started with Foster and Bachman and goal. Good time to switch to Raya. I'm still yes, switch to Raya right now. Fixture swing is nice. started. Yep, switch, switch, make that move. He done well to avoid all the injuries. Same is asking is four five one a realistic way to haul points moving forward? Also, would you get CRS seven back if Conte is appointed manager, even for the tough fixtures? I wouldn't. I take whoever is appointed as the United manager, take these tough fixtures to judge how the new manager is setting us up, and then take a call in terms of which United asset to get. Yep. And the four-five-one thing—it's only looking like that now because all the other guys are injured. The landscape can change very quickly. Yep. And irrespective, make sure at least your fifth defender is Livramento. Would be my suggestion. Uh, question from our mod Krish: What to do with KDB and Armstrong? Armstrong, I think we covered it. We just give him the what? See how he plays against Chelsea. See if he can possibly get back against Watford. If not, move to Broja. If not, move to Broja or Tony. Or Tony. Tony over Broja for me. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. KDB. Give him this. I think he's had his rest now, right? You give him the next fixture at least. Give him the Palace fixture. As long as he doesn't play in the Carabao Cup. They don't play in the Carabao Cup, but they play West Ham. It's not an easy game, and they like the Carabao Cup, huh, City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think, wonder then. I think uh, we. I mentioned too earlier also. Where KDB is getting injured pretty regularly. He's 31 now. Let's not forget that. So Pep is going to do his bit in terms of managing, especially because Gundogan and uh, Bernardo Silva are stepping up to the fray. So there will be games where KDB is protected. Hmm. Interesting question here. Play Livramento or Sar? I'd actually say it's normally always attacker over defender, but here in this case, I'm actually tempted to say Livramento. Yep. Holder sells Saka Ashwan. Saka is a good asset. Hold him. Only if you're selling for Foden, I'd be tempted. Otherwise, hold. Hmm. He was unlucky not to score. He had that one big chance where he hit straight at the keeper. Literally hit little bit of a foot to the left or right. That was a goal. Uh, definitely, maybe asking LR. You said you won't captain Salah versus City or Chelsea, but Brighton's defensive numbers are better. Why are we ignoring that? City just scored four goals against Brighton, and uh, Liverpool are a much better attack. And Salah is the best player Salah in the league. Salah scored in the form. Uh, against City as well. I mean, their City's defense is far superior to Brighton. Yeah, I mean, Zoff and me were having a chat before the pod as well, and I was like, Salah's not facing a team named Chelsea or City for the next ten game weeks, and he's like, even that doesn't matter nowadays. So that's where we are at. This is all going to lead to Salah blanking and Havertz scoring a brace this week, right? I mean, Absolutely. that's definitely going to. That's that's, that's how, how FPL works. That's how yeah. it rolls. One more, we should do one more super chat, then we can yeah. ask a yeah. chat to. This will be the last super chat. Please don't send any more from Mr. Biswas. Wild carded out Jota and Antonio capped Havertz big red arrow. Is there any way back from it? Absolutely, it's only nine weeks in. Can easily make back and captaincy isn't the only way to make back points. There are plenty of differentials everywhere else. You see the guys who went big this week; they're all under ten percent ownership. It's just, I mean, you, I mean, a lot of people are overreacting to this Salah haul. Most of the people owned Salah, so the damage was, in my opinion, if you got at least two or three points from your alternate captain, twenty points. Twenty points is having Phil Foden as a differential for one game week when he hauls or. 
somebody who's a good defender like Ben Jindal for two game weeks. That is it. These are the margins. That's all there is to it. Like the season is far from over, and 20 points is nothing uh, given the course of the season. So don't worry too much. Lots of ups and downs left. Lots of ground to be made. If you're in the top, and and the margins are so tight. I was sitting at 70k Sunday morning, fell back to 250k just off the back of one Salah haul. So if you're catching a couple of hauls, you're back in it as well. So don't don't be too dissuaded by that. Right. Wrap up. I just I want to give a shout out to FPL Banger. By the way, great pod if you aren't listening to already. He's got a questions off. I thought it was an interesting one. Uh, all things being equal, Chilwell or Ford in the bigger priority transfer this week? Ford. Yeah, I agree because you'll probably have Livermento. So go Foden. Foden, I think right. he's almost like uh, I'm more and more convinced that he's a set and forget glue pick. Yes. Do you want to tell our listeners that I said that a long, long time ago to you? Was that you or was that Pringle? I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. I had a great time, by the way, Zoff. It was just so much fun uh, sitting here and chatting football with you. Mood has completely changed because it's been a pretty rough week uh, at home. So just thank you for chatting Pleasure. FPL with me. I really, really enjoyed Pleasure. this chat. Thank you for and, coming uh, on. We'll see you guys next week. Good luck and uh, don't worry too much. It's only a game. See you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.